Mask clink noise effect. Insert here, Josh. Clink. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Conversations in Cinema. My name is David, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Josh. That's me. And you're all here listening in as we do something that's never been done in the history of the world before. And what is that, Josh? Uh, talk about movies on a podcast. That is correct. Fucking nailed that intro. This is the first time that David has done the intro without the notes it's because of the intro in front it's of because him. we just got back from the gym. I'm still kind of pumped up. Yeah, you're I all. I can't lift my arms because my shoulders are destroyed. I do like that whenever you say you are here, like you're joined, like you always gesture to the room. I am a big gesturer. <laughs> Even though. Gesturer? Gesturer? A gest, gest, you jest. I, I gesticulate quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm good with it. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to be almost finishing off our mm-hmm. uh, series of, of the Craig Bond movies, mm-hmm. this time with Skyfall. Let the sky fall. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my creed. Skyfall. <laughs> Let the sky fall. Yeah. We're now. Tumble, crumbles. We will. They really missed out by having. Oh, oh dude, please let Creed do it. Yeah. The, new, the reboot's going to come eventually. Mm-hmm. Have them do like a cover. Mm-hmm. I actually would love it if Creed just released an album of nothing but the Bond themes. Yeah. <laughs> She's so good. They'd uh, all basically end up sounding the exact yeah. same. But we are, we are talking about Skyfall directed by Sam Mendes. And more importantly, shot by our Lord and Savior, Roger Deakins. Mm-hmm. One day he will figure out how to light a fucking scene. I know. He'll get there eventually. He's r- a young buck. Right now, just... Just... Bleh. Yeah. It's and so... this is uh, Craig, probably the most comfortable he's been in the role, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, third outing. And it's the first one's post the semi-train wreck of Quantum of Solace. Yeah. Uh, before we do dive into our thoughts on the film. What are we drinking today, Josh? Smell that smoky. Oh, smokiness. It's like this drink has a story that I want to read. I know. I want nothing to do with the label of it, mm-hmm. but, but we will do a mini on Game of Thrones. I am going to have I'm going to I'm somehow going to pull jewels into it. Oh man. And if we're brave, you know what I think we could do? We could do a double feature. Of Game of Thrones and The Last Jedi. (laughs) Because I want to see how heated you guys can get. Jules will definitely get more heated about Game of Thrones than I will. Mm -hmm. Because it's just dumb. Here's the deal. I'm at the point now where I just don't think about the the last couple or few seasons. Mm -hmm. And I just think about the feelings I had when it was super great the first four. Mm -hmm. Um too my, bad it ended after that. My my favorite thing to do is to tell people that I love the last season and that the ending makes perfect sense Here's the and thing. that there's nothing wrong I've with it. I said that about the la- that about the last Jedi so much that I don't know if I like it or dislike <laughs> it anymore. <laughs> I've only seen it the one time. Yeah. So, uh but we're drinking Lagavulin mm-hmm. uh which also is the Game of Thrones limited edition yep. House Lannister. Yep. It's a single malt scotch whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um obviously from Scotland mm-hmm. where uh, this movie takes some part in mm-hmm. where they home alone. It really is home alone. <laughs> it was the home alone reboot before the new home alone reboot that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
if Kevin grew up and still had home invasion issues. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it is, man, if you guys out there have never had a Lagavulin Scotch whiskey, like in any of the editions or whatever. Yeah. This is a nine year. It's not like, you know, super long time yeah. in the grand scheme of scotches. Mm-hmm. My God. That's it's so, so smoky and full. Mm-hmm. And we're drinking it neat. Like I like to drink most whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm, you know, not mixing it in like an old fashioned or something. Yeah. I drink I try to drink it neat, like God intended. Yeah. Sometimes in the summer I'll throw a cube in there just to mm-hmm. cool it down on a hot summer day. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you like to drink outdoors on a hot, hot Oklahoma summer's day mm-hmm. whiskey. Whiskey. That'll hydrate you right up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um after working in the sun. So Skyfall. Yes. What are your general thoughts? We actually watched this together. Um, about a week ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, we've both seen it multiple times. I do love it. Mm-hmm. But? Um, the, the major issue that I have with this, and it's just being nitpicky, yep. is I don't like when you have a villain that is able to mm-hmm. plan every step that you're going to take mm-hmm. weeks and months in Years. advance. Yeah. Basically just like he's always ahead of you, no matter what you're doing. So, um, it's, it's not like a downfall of it it's really. Not, it's not a skyfall. It's not a sky. It's not a sky. It's not falling out of the sky. Um, but that is the thing that I'd like least about it. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, kind of the same. I, um, I've i seen this movie quite a bit, but the last time I saw it was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forgot how much, at least this time, maybe I, I liked him more in previous viewings. I didn't really like Javier Bardem. I thought he was kind of miscast. Or I didn't <laughs> like his, his the direction he took the villain. Because mm-hmm. think- he was like... I think that he's a very good actor and I think he could be a really good villain. I do agree that it kind of just misses the mark a little bit. It, it was almost too character joker for me. Oh, I think it was because this was a couple of years after the dark Knight, and mm-hmm. all the villains had to match up to Heath Ledger's Joker. Mm-hmm. Right. So it is kind of that. If you think about it, the arc's kind of the same. Yeah, the agent of chaos. <laughs> agent of chaos. It gets taken to prison on purpose, and then mm-hmm. everybody explodes, and you know, and it, then he tries to force people kill him, and then you know, it's, it's it, you know, and he was. Uh, I didn't really buy that. I don't know. I don't know. I just didn't so, really. I just didn't really buy it, and it was kind of annoying. Also, uh, I think that this movie looks stunning in every single frame. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not going to be besmirching the name of Roger Deakins here. Are you going he to do no wrong? Like go to confession after this and take. No, he did that last week. That was our last four, episode. Four Roger Deakins and five Sev Mendes. Yeah. I don't know how Catholicism no, really works. <laughs> um, well, yeah, Midnight Mass. We watched it last week. No. That's how Catholicism works. No, cool. <laughs> and religion in general. Entertaining and educational. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that the that's kind of what makes this movie good is the way it looks. Mm-hmm. The story is actually not that great. I would say 
on like a on a like sl- a macro scale, like it's... one to ten, just focusing on the story alone, mm-hmm. writing story. Mm-hmm. I would probably rank it probably like five, maybe four. Hmm. Like it's, and I and I just even I mean that in like the grand scheme of movies. If mm-hmm. if we're just talking James Bond, which is probably more fair, yeah, I'd probably throw it there closer to like a six or a seven to yeah. where like it's good but like there's nothing unique about it it's not uh, there there are some elements that are unique i think it's a very i think it's a cool concept of the bond girl in this movie is m mm-hmm. m is the bond girl in this he is the woman that goes on the adventure with james bond um, well, the one that he cares about etc i even think it's the person that in this adele song she's referencing to oh. we will stand tall together, together. Mm-hmm. At, at Skyfall, which Skyfall is his childhood home. Yeah, um, I think it actually the movie could have used with maybe like some flashbacks. Like if we was started with a young James Bond, would that be too hackneyed? You think? It's a never, young James Bond. In it's the, like, never. The intro? Yeah, it's never been done before. To where you have like a child, kind of, kind of like in, uh, do a young indie. Mm-hmm. You know, like in Last Crusade. Yeah, and. That worked in that worked okay in that one. Yeah, you learned how you got his scar on yeah. his chin. Um, so while we're talking about story, another problem that I have with the story mm. is that I think that they are beating home so hard to the point that it is detrimental of that he's too old to be doing this. Yeah, it's like the they movie say has. It, they say that, it like twelve times. Well, that's kind of been the problem with, what. Well, as an overarching theme, I think it's interesting. Like, okay, mm-hmm. who is Bond in the modern era? Mm-hmm. Even in the very first, or not, no, like it isn't Pierce Brosnan one, M was saying he's a relic of the Cold War. Yes. Right? And then which, she goes, Christ, I missed the Cold War and Kissing Royale, which is a fun callback. But um, yeah, it felt like this movie, the whole point of it was that he has that the, the movie meta, the meta movie mm-hmm. had something to prove. Like the studio, the Bond property in general has... Like I am still relevant, even at the very end. Like the like, are you ready to get back to work? Always, mm-hmm. or, or I well, never left. And this is this is one of those gray zones. I don't remember if I was talking to you about this offer on Mike, but there's rumors of who is to blame for the good bonds and who is to celebrate for the the best bonds. Mm. And uh, the two main writers that you see kind of come in and out of the series, not even just for Daniel Craig, but I think they did a lot of the Brosden ones mm-hmm. is Purvis and Wade. Okay. Um, so a lot of people thought that they were the reason why those ones were so hacky and kind of like almost Roger Morey to where yeah. um, they're more gimmicky than they are true spy. Right. So I don't know. Maybe it's their fault. Yeah. I mean, okay. So let's focus on some positives, right? We already talked about how. No, I'm, I'm, it is. I now hate this movie. <laughs> we convinced <laughs> let's talk, each other. Let's talk about how terrible this movie is. Yeah. Um, but we've, we've talked about, touched on the visuals, but how we were sitting there and we were both just like, it's not good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look good. In in all reality, we're just slobbering over Yeah. just certain shots of like, why would, how, how? Real life doesn't look that. How does it look that good? Mm-hmm. Just I want to every just take a picture. Really anything with Roger Deakins and well. So to to talk about visuals by going back to story. Um, so chronologically, Bond has no like fluid line. So every Bond is the same person technically. So Sean Connery is 
Daniel Craig is Pierce Brosnan. Really? They are all the same character. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Now, there is a theory online that 007, James Bond, is a moniker that you earn. Which is kind of nullified and, in this one because of the whole Bond, you know, mm-hmm. Skyfall. But so the setup that we get with the payoff at the end with the fact that we are introduced to Mini Penny. Mm-hmm. And the new M behind the quilted uh, door, not quilted, uh, tufted door. Yep. Um, that is very much the setup that we were introduced in the first Dr. No to oh, where shit. that. Yeah. So technically, I think chronologically, bond, Daniel Craig's bonds are the first bonds if you were to like lay them out. So I, mean, that's I guess why, that makes sense with, with Casino Royale, mm-hmm, technically the first book. Right? Being the first book. So that's why it's also really weird to just say you're super fucking old and now you're technically the third movie in... Well, I mean, Sean Connery, to be fair, was ancient whenever he took on the role. Mm-hmm, the oldest one was Roger Moore. Mm-hmm. but They've all been kind of older gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Well, who's, takes, who's, who was the youngest Bond? Was that, was that Brosnan? Maybe the youngest Bond, I think, was the Australian guy that only did one movie. Only did one. The for, in Her Majesty's Secret Service, mm-hmm. which I can't think of his name right now, but he turned down the role because he turned into a hippie and wouldn't shave his beard for the second movie. Right. Right. right so they were like, "Cool, you're done." Yes. Yeah. Only person I think to ever do just one James Bond movie. Yeah, just one. Um, so visually, though, because I do have thoughts about this. Yeah. Oof. Man. So. So good. Bond, Bond movies to me know how to do a chase scene, mm-hmm. and they always are one upping and kind of just building off of the other ones. But it's never in a way that's, if I can say, too over the top. Mm-hmm. It's it's always slightly grounded in. It, it's not like Fast and the Furious where they're leaping off of cars and jumping into <laughs> catching tanks people with catching cars. People, you know, it's not like mm-hmm. jumping out of skyscrapers and that kind of stuff. It's it's always like, what can this dude do? Mm-hmm. I I kind of like to think of um, James Bond as almost like a, a Nathan Drake from Uncharted. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that don't know, he's the main character in the video game Uncharted. He doesn't have a health bar. Mm-hmm. What he really has is like a luck bar. And so when he's getting hurt, it's more of his luck is running out and yeah. you're about to die. Yeah. It's kind of the same idea. Like in a lot of the call of duties, like mm-hmm. your screen will get redder and redder and yeah. redder and redder. You're not actually getting hurt. You're just being very unlucky. And bond makes more sense to me through that vision to where like, mm-hmm. he's not just, unbreakable like a superhero mm-hmm. he's just very skilled and lucky and that's established in the very first chase scene in casino royale when he's just running through walls and mm-hmm. like tries to make a, a jump and <laughs> fails and smashes his ribs and mm-hmm. so good but so um one of my favorite elements i have one of my favorite things that i've ever seen in his james bond mm-hmm. and one of the worst things that i've ever seen happen in his james bond both happen in the same opening chase sequence Okay. So the best is when he does the front loader, grabs onto the train car and does and that. And like hooks onto it. And then yeah. Then he jumps down yeah. uh-huh. and fixes his cufflinks. Yeah. As the That's train the, just disintegrates yeah. behind him. That is the most Bond thing and that all the, I've all ever the seen. passengers are like, who's this man in a tuxedo <laughs> that just fell out of the mm-hmm. sky? Yeah. Well, and I love that during this cool. whole whole thing that we're basically kind of getting like a play-by-play by Minnie Penny of what he's doing and... They're on the train, Mom. Mm-hmm. It's, well, get after them. It's so freaking great. I uh, leaping 
just we're going to leapfrog because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, the story element that I found interesting was going back to M and uh, the villain's focus on making her pay for her sins and kind mm-hmm. of what consequences does the head of the Secret Service face? Yeah, you know what atone for your sins, the difficult choices that, and in the beginning, where Bond happens upon that agent who's bleeding out in the chair and he's like, I have to stop the bleeding and Emmons in his ear saying, get out. You can't lose this bad guy. Get after him, leave him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Bond knows if he leaves this agent, he's going to die. Yeah. But he leaves him anyway. And then he of course d- ends up di- dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the train, whenever he's fighting with the guy, the hacker guy mm-hmm. and money, Penny has the them shot, in, has them in, in the, her, her sights and says, I don't have a clear shot. And Emma says, take the bloody shot. Mm-hmm. And Bond, Bond ends up getting shot and goes MIA for uh, a he period goes of time. He goes for a little swim. Goes for a little swim into the, into the best opening credits, I think. Visually, I, didn't, I don't care for it as much. It's not my lowest ranked one, but it is one of my highest ranked Bond songs. Easily. Yeah. I also, mean, Adele's coming out with a new record like imminently. Mm-hmm. Like it could be tomorrow. I don't think there's like release date for it, but mm-hmm. well, and she lost a lot of weight, so mm-hmm. now people hate her. That's not a thing. <laughs> I've seen zero. <laughs> Whatever. Um, no, social media doesn't lie to me. We hate her now. <laughs> um, so back to the chase, though. Um, so in in movies. You're you're pushing the envelope. You're doing new things. You're trying new technologies. Escalating action. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a there's a thing that happens in movies that sometimes is good, sometimes is bad, and it's called CGI. Mm-hmm. And there's talking a, about the bike. And there's a moment <laughs> where they're racing motorbikes across the rooftop. It's cool. It is a very cool shot until and you even start to really look at Bond. <laughs> And his face, yeah. In general. They they put they put Daniel Craig's face on the stuntman who looks. Has, I bet you that he wore a a Craig mask, and then they tried to blend that to make maybe it look not as masky. Yeah, I, but it looks I, like a Halloween mask. It's it's so bad. It sticks out like a sore thumb too. And even those shots, I'm not crazy about when it's just the the like the medium shot of of crazy reaction shots as he's mm-hmm. driving. It's always like that front angle. Yeah. And it's like, ah, mm, he's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'd almost rather for that close up reaction shot. If you have to have it or just let it be wide and let it be a stunt person mm-hmm. and just actually leave it real. Keanu Reeves does his own stunts. Mm-hmm. Let Keanu Reeves be bond. Did you know that studios have a deal that whenever he's shooting a movie, he's not allowed to ride his own personal motorcycle. Keanu Reeves? Yeah, in case he gets in an accident. Which is very funny because most of the movies he does are very physically, like physically. Bruh. Are we going to, are we going to do the John Wick series? Oh, we should. Because I think the new, well, we should, we should revisit them whenever the new one is going to come out. Oh yeah. Like in the spring, I guess it might Mm -hmm. be. And if it's anything like our Daniel Craig plans, we'll watch the new one three weeks after it's released. It's not my fault. It's not I'm my free. F- I, no. Um, I want to talk about Money Penny, mm-hmm. Naomi Harris. She's mm-hmm. great in everything. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I've always enjoyed Minnie Penny as a character. So throughout Bond, Minnie Penny's basically been in almost every Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, and they always, don't they? They always have like that flirtatious mm-hmm. it's, a relationship, but they they don't ever do anything. It's it's like uh, they tit for tat. Like it's very tongue in cheek, mm-hmm. and like there's always an element to where you feel like maybe at some point they probably bone down, but you're not a hundred percent sure. But she definitely like pushes his buttons just he, like he yeah, pushes her yeah he flirts with her endlessly it's very uh, cool i i think they get i think they get each other and they're like yeah we're not we're not gonna mess with each other but we understand each other i think that um without, especially after you shot me <laughs> without looking it up i'm pretty sure that there's only been three actresses to play many penny oh really in the entirety of bond oh cool but i i really loved her as uh, Minnie Penny, I like the origin story that you kind of get with mm-hmm. her. Not everybody's cut out for field field duty, and she's like, "Yeah, you're right." Mm-hmm. Um, I love whenever she shows up in Shanghai. I think it is mm-hmm. uh, at the party or club or wherever it is with the Komodo dragons. That why? Yeah, and it, you know, everybody's fine with a guy getting eaten alive. They're just like, hmm, well, okay. I mean, you know, different cultures. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, I, I like just her. Their whippy, their witty repartee, mm-hmm. and when they're kind of all both walking through the whole set, yeah, and just passing by each other, and she's sitting in the in the table, and he drops his earpiece in her champagne glass, and it's just very. Did you see? The, uh, cool. Did you notice the little callback to Casino Royale to where he goes, "Don't touch your ear." Oh no! Oh. Yeah, because it's right whenever he's walking in, and she does that, nice. and he goes, "Don't stop touching your ear." Stop. Yeah, that's good. Um What's your favorite, going back to visuals, and then we'll be done with visuals until it comes up again. Um, what's your favorite visual set piece in just the way it looks? I mean, Scotland. Scotland's great because, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a huge sucker for that skyscraper fight with the, oh, the, yeah. in, the, in the glass skyscraper and mm-hmm. under construction. And it really plays with reflections and refracting light. Mm-hmm. And I'm just a huge sucker for neon everything. Mm-hmm. Um, ne- never mind. That's my answer. So, yeah, uh, especially well, in, in the Shanghai set piece mm-hmm. where uh, the window just explodes and uh, the guy falls. Right. He's yeah. like, who do you work for? That classic thing. Like, oh, scoops ahoy. Falls falls away. I love the shot of he looks up and he's just, he's just the kind of, whew, that was a real hairy fight. Looks up across the way where the woman is standing mm-hmm. where the assassin just shot a guy and that window is blown out. She's just, they're just staring at each other. Yeah, and, and then the then light, a, the sh- the light shadow, passes. Shadow moves gone. across. And he's gone. It's so cool. It is. It's so classic spy move too. Mm-hmm. Um. Also a big fan of the uh, the new uh, MI6, right? Mm-hmm. MI6 headquarters and below were... Uh, like the bunkers? The bunkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Churchill's bunkers. Yeah. Uh, well, and we're now introduced to our first Q. Q. For Daniel Craig. And it's a young guy, mm-hmm. which is very not... Uh, Q has also been played by two actors. Okay. One... Uh, Desmond Llewellington, okay. I believe, is the guy that played it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Always had a very fun, cheeky, um, taking the piss kind of rep- uh, back and forth with Bond. Mm-hmm. So I I like this cue. 
Yeah, I love their meeting too mm-hmm. in the in the art museum, and Craig's like, "Oh God!" But after uh, he's like, "Oh no, a punk young nerd kid mm-hmm. trying to tell me what to do." And then if, in that conversation, they're like, "Yeah, we're cool. We yeah. like each other. We're friends. Respect. We have respect." Uh, Craig's a lot more affable in this mm-hmm. in this movie. Uh, what do you think about the? I'm just gonna jump to it. What do you think about the arc of? Yes, Craig's uh, Dan, uh, 007 is trying to prove himself that he's still um, cut out for the job. Out, still, still val- uh, uh, viable as like a brand, mm-hmm. but in a practical story element, whenever he comes back from being on the lamb and he's taking all the tests and stuff, mm-hmm. um, what do you think about that little nugget of a story? I mean, it it definitely is interesting to kind of show the just a moment of weakness mm-hmm. from bond, which is something that you don't get uh, in any of the other bonds, except you get some in Casino Royale. Yeah. But I'm saying like from any of the other, other bonds. Ones, other bonds yeah. yeah. Like not um, Pierce Brosnan. You get maybe a glimpse of it whenever he's uh, held hostage by China. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, I like it because it doesn't, it doesn't, hammer down on it too much it still leaves it kind of true to itself but it lets lets you know kind of where he's at mm-hmm. where it loses it for me is the fact that like if it was just that element and maybe a sprinkling of a couple more mm-hmm. uh to where it's talking about how he's too old for this or he's too beaten up for that yeah i would have liked it a little bit more yeah um but it's almost in this element with everything else going on it's almost just yeah. like see they're like poking you, being like, "See, yeah, he's a little bit, he's, he's a little out of shape." And then even uh, MI6 gets called into question, and M has to go to the hearings about, mm-hmm. you know, is you're still fighting the Cold War? Or there is no Cold War, or whatever. We need to share intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like a lot the uh, that the quiet moments that this Bond has mm-hmm. by himself when it, it's the moments in between the action. Mm-hmm. And he's doing, he's getting the briefing and he's doing the pull-ups. Um, and the assistant guy's like, we could, you want to do this another time? And Bond says, yes. And everybody leaves the room and Bond's just like all pumped up. He's doing all the exercises. He's stoic. And then once everybody leaves, he just collapses uh, onto the ground. But then it's kind of resolved because he pulls out the uranium bullets that he's just had in him. What I loved is to <laughs> Which where, is why he just looks so, so the ba- shitty. <laughs> the bad guy that he has been chased or that he was chasing in the opening scene mm. shot him and that's the bullet that he pulled out. But I would like to point out that whenever the bad guy first popped out of the car and had a double barrel magazine on a handgun, mm-hmm. that's a hundred bullets. Mm-hmm. They couldn't find any bullets to test until Bond came there. <laughs> well, I mean, they were on a bridge on a train. It was probably gone forever. Mm-hmm. But they that started in a market. They yeah, easily killed many civilians. <laughs> no, no, they disappear. It's like in video games. They like wait 30 seconds and the body just disappears. Yes, yeah, just disappears. Yeah. Um, they never existed. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's kind of nice to kind of see that that, like, you... I think it has the payoff to where at the end, whenever he's standing on top of MI6 and he's like with all the British flags mm-hmm. and yeah. he's in the he's, he's super cool. Yeah. Visual. Yeah. He's back. He's a new and he's ready to start work again. He's so, ready to not have a good movie again. <laughs> Inspector. Yeah. Uh, um, so part of the movie that dragged for me the most was actually 
after they after he brings in uh Javier Bardem's character. What was his name? Javier Bardem. Mhm. Well, Blondie. It's, it's also super weird that he's 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 Spanish. No, that we don't meet the bad guy of this movie for an hour. Yeah. That, and yeah. And like and that's kind of when the movie it does doesn't become a, like an A plus for me anymore, which is odd. I do kind of like the the whole set piece of the abandoned town. Like I do kind of like the yeah. L- it's another it's kind it's of very like evil villain later. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like in um what we were saying in Quantum Solace that there's the elements there that I like I'm liking what I'm seeing, but like it's just not quite clicking. Right. I like the setup to it as well because going back to Shanghai. Silva. Silva, that's right. Going back to Shanghai whenever he's looking for a lead to get to him, mm-hmm. finds the woman that was he saw across the way in, in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. And she works for him. And uh, that conversation of him trying to convince, like, hey, I can uh, get rid of this guy for you and I can protect you. And she, she really sells the fact that he is to be feared. Mm-hmm. And, Her- and then it, it's, it's, an, it's one of those odd bond things for me that I think it kind of falters a bit where at least the way it was set up and executed, mm-hmm. right? Where they have like a, he learns that she was basically sold as a sex slave mm-hmm. and then tr- managed to work her way into becoming sort of a lieutenant, sort of a whatever, you know, a broker. Yeah. Uh, and she is desperate to be free and to get rid of him because she gets abused or whatever, whatever. And then he sneaks onto the yacht and she's taking a shower mm-hmm. and he just walks in, 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 in the nude, uh, and, and starts kissing her from behind. Uh, Seem, I'm not, I'm not sure that's cool, dude, <laughs> you know? No, she, she knew it was going to be him because she was waiting for him because she had the two champagne glasses and the bottle chilling. So she oh. knew he was coming. So it is cool, dude. Okay. I take it back. Why don't you sneak onto a yacht and get in <laughs> a shower naked with somebody? <laughs> See how cool it is. <laughs> I don't like cold showers. That yacht was fancy. I bet it's heated. That's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, for and then she, the way she dies is really sad because mm-hmm. it's just like he, the villain I, could give l- less shits mm-hmm. about. I do her life. I do. I do like the way that he does kill her with the old fashioned pistols. Mm-hmm. And it's but like, it's the game. You mm-hmm. got to knock it off her head. Yeah. And like, let's see. And he, he, it's bond actually. Earlier, he, yeah. He actually tries shaky hand. Mm-hmm. And then Silva just shoots her. <laughs> and I think that he knows that she's dead anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, she knew she was, dead. she knew she was dead. Uh, he knew she was dead. So he was just waiting for his, his opening. And then he just fucking goes bond mm-hmm. and kicks their asses. And, but, because Silva Cavalry is such a, a great mastermind, mm-hmm. he knew that Bond was going to do that. See, yeah, that, you're right. That MI6 was going to show up. Yeah, it's it's not it's not the greatest, you know. It's 
he's one of the like he has the potential to be a very cool villain for Bond, but his the execution of him in the mm-hmm. script to me makes him one of the weakest. But then isn't that kind of the whole conceit of Spectre as well? Yeah, because the Spectre kind of just it's like yeah, no, we all of these people were ours. We are the master of your pain. We'll see. We'll watch that next. <laughs> we'll save Spectre for Spectre. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So let's uh let's talk Home Alone. Okay. Let's do it. They go to Scotland. Fucking dope set piece. Mm-hmm. Just the the landscape, the low hanging mist coming over the the fields of Scotland. Mm-hmm. I got my scotch. I'm gonna take a drink. Hang on. It burns. <laughs> yeah, that's an aggressive way to drink. Uh, that's the only way I know how. <laughs> but so we we learn we're learning more about Bond than you normally get mm-hmm. from a Bond film with Daniel Craig's Bond. So now we're going to his childhood home. You <laughs> quote unquote home, estate, estate. <laughs> land, mm-hmm. mansion. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess whenever they thought he was dead, he still owned it at some point. So they like sold the it. Yeah, yeah. So they sold it. So now it's not his anymore. Um, you get to meet the groundskeeper, which is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I can't think of that actor's name right now, but he's, I'll look it up. Keep talking. he's so stinking dope. Um, but you kind of see like the, the remnants or like the ghost of what, Daniel Craig's bond was or could have been and mm-hmm. like basically the the thing that created him mm-hmm. which it's his parents being um not murdered but well, I mean, we'll find out inspector but yeah <laughs> um and then uh M finding him and basically turning him into yeah and how he was found you know after days being in that cellar mm-hmm. um it's a very harrowing tale and very well told and you can kind of understand just just looking at Craig's bond mm-hmm. and he has that perpetual stoic, but haunted look behind the eyes. You're like, okay, I can see where this kid grew up into this man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Albert Finney yeah. is the actor. Albert Finney. Yeah. Um, he yeah. has passed away. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. He's, he was in a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. He's one of those great character British actors that mm-hmm. has a super distinct voice. Mm hmm. That I wish I could have drunken some scotch with. Oh, yeah. I bet he had some stories. Um, But so then we basically, like, Daniel Craig's plan the whole time is just to remove himself and M, really M, because she's the target, Mm -hmm. to get Silva to come out and show himself, and then he's just going to kill him because his his family had a weapon room on their estate, and he was just like, we're fine. We got tons of weapons. Why not? Oh, no, that's right, because they were fleeing. Mm-hmm. That's right. I was so, like, yeah, they couldn't get any weapons from MI6 because they were running away. Mm-hmm. So only to show up to have no weapons, yeah. except his father's hunting. Yeah. Yeah. His shotgun, which, I mean, to be fair, cool. Mm-hmm. Double-barreled shotguns are the coolest mm-hmm. weapons ever. Very English, maybe? Mm-hmm. I have one. Yeah. Well, it's American-made. It doesn't work anymore. It's like a family heirloom. But it's in my closet right there. No. Um, leading up to getting to Skyfall, I really want to do want to touch on that really cool action set piece in the Parliament chamber. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, because Emma's, that's that's one of my favorite sequences, how they do the juxtaposition of her talking. The two and, planes of action. Yeah. All right. So yeah. you may continue. Yeah. So M is getting in, 
not interrogated, but she's getting questioned and MI6's integrity and purpose is getting called into question. Um, and she's defending like, I know the world we live in mm-hmm. and it is dark and it is scary and you need us because we are constantly at war. And like to prove her point, Silva and her baddies just waltz in dressed in cop uniforms and shoot up the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a really cool shootout because first, Bond knows something bad is going to go down and he is sprinting as fast as he can to the parliament chamber to catch up and get there in time. Yes. Um, people in the room are Money Penny and Ray Fines, who is, is the new M. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of hinted that he has some spec, spec op past or whatever. And it's, uh, I love seeing Money Penny and, and Ray Fines jump into action. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, he gets shot, and he's like, okay, well, I'm going to th- start to throw down now. And, <laughs> uh, you can kind of see that this is where Silva doesn't really – this is where his plan kind of ends. Yeah. Because uh, he looks kind of panicked, especially once Bond shows up and his guys are getting shot. Bond does that really cool thing of shooting in a fire extinguisher. I don't know if that actually happens if you f- shoot a fire extinguisher. I bet you Mythbusters did something with that. But I bet you it actually acts as a smoke bomb even, for that long. Even if it did – it wouldn't be that long. No. I'd be afraid it might just explode. All that compressed gas. Just uh, pow. I don't know. Shrapnel in your eyeballs. Probably. Bond I mean, is I, blind. I don't really know how fire extinguisher works. Have you ever had to use one? Nope. Same. And at this point, I'm kind of worried if I have to. I won't know how to use it. I'll be like, oh, God. I'll just pull the pin. I'll just try to hit the fire with, the, with it. Just throw it at the fire. <laughs> yeah. This is what you do. Um... But yeah, so Ray Fines and Money Penny are pulling off headshots, and they're mm-hmm. acting as a cohesive unit. And uh, Mon- uh, M gets smuggled and ran out by her bodyguard um, to the escape car, and she gets in the car, and then the car just boom dries off, and it's Bond in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. And M is like, "What the fuck? <laughs> Where are you taking me? I say, where's my tea? <laughs> I do declare. I do declare." Uh, and then that's when he's like, I need to get you away from here, mom. And then mm-hmm. go to Skyfall. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a really cool set piece. It really is. It's, it's one of my favorite elements. It's very claustrophobic. It's very mm-hmm. gritty, uh, close quarters combat. And the high, there are high stakes because all the characters we care about are in there. Mm-hmm. No, it is, it is really well done. Yeah. And Q's slowly realization that they've been hacked. Yeah. We've been hacked. I need to access the keyboard. <laughs> I need you to unplug everything. Click, clack, unplug everything. Mm-hmm. The HDMI and the 2.4 gigahertz. Mm-hmm. My name is Brad, and I know how to do Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so now we're at Skyfall, and we get the Home Alone. We're building traps. We're doing all of that. Where's Bond? <laughs> and it's 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 really great because it's so gritty. You see, like um, M um, making. Shrapnel light bulbs, <laughs> but which is cool because it it, yeah. it gives you a hint about her character. Like she's mm-hmm. she knows how to mm-hmm. do this. She's, yeah, she's had training. She was probably a badass agent in her day. Oh, probably. Even though in this one she's Dame Judi Dench mm-hmm. isn't very convincing as a a physical actor. Mm. She has the presence, but I guess she is just a grandma mm-hmm. trying to avoid bullets. And spoiler alert, doesn't she, doesn't succeed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Good on her for keeping a stiff upper lip. Mm-hmm. How very British of her. Very British. 
Um, but so then Silva attacks with a helicopter blaring music. It It is very interesting. I didn't like the music. I was like, dude, come on. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be, I, we got the loud bombastic stuff earlier in the movie with him. I wanted something way more quiet and sinister. I think uh, I wanted more of it to be almost like a haunted house mm-hmm. where they're going through the entire house and they're getting picked off one by one, like a freaking um, predator or alien movie, but it's oh, yeah. bond as the monster. Um, and that then actually, the last, you know, that, that would have been a cooler way to do it instead of just bombs explosions. Yeah. But it's not as especially it, with like the darkness and the mist and then something, some fires could happen and then the buildings burning down and they have to get out and sneak around. Mm-hmm. It could have been cool. That would have been cool. I don't know if it would have fit for a Bond movie, but I think it would be cool. Hmm. Silva's character, it, to me, is just so weird mm-hmm. because um, I do like the little call that he has. So um, they're doing, he's losing guys. Shit's going bad for Silva and his crew. Yeah. Um, Bond sends uh, M away with Albert Finney and they go to the church but to do that, they pop out, which is like ten miles away. Yeah, they <laughs> pop out of the lake. yeah, they pop out of the secret passage, and yeah. they're just walking away. And so Silva notices them, so he just starts walking that way. Yep. And then Craig does uh, propane bombs, which is dope. He just napalms the fuck out of his own house. Yeah. And so whenever he pops out, he just starts fucking booking it, and then he realizes that he's on the frozen lake, and then just starts booking it again so, to. Yeah, we need to talk about the really cool visuals of that because you have, it's very simplistic visually, mm-hmm. but you have the cool dark blues of night mm-hmm. and then the white of the ice below, but then there's that perpetual like subtle red glow, uh, orange glow of the From fire the, yeah. that kind of lines the horizon mm-hmm. and lights the character's face and it's just mwah, mwah, mwah. Yeah. I mean, it's pure Deacons. Yeah. He's just showing off. Yeah. But so as Craig is running across, a bullet hits the lake and it's Silva and he was just basically just like, when will you learn? Like, just just take the road on the side and you don't even have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And then a henchman pops up behind Bond. It's just from how the <laughs> fuck did he get there? <clears throat> yeah. Out of nowhere. And then uh, hilarity ensues by them falling into the well, frozen lake. I like Bond's choice because Bond, this Bond is very much like a... Um, as evidenced by going in a straight line across the ice mm-hmm. and in Casino Royale running straight through a wall. Mm-hmm. He's very much point A to point B. Yes. Shortest route makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. So he takes the bad guy's gun, shoots the ice below their feet just to get it over with because this is going to be his best chance to get the upper hand. Uh, and then, you know, somehow he doesn't drown. Mm-hmm. There's a um, lot of almost drowning in his movies. So is that something like that happened in, in Quantum of Solace? I don't think so. There isn't really a lot of water. No. Solace, that's kind of the point. Outside of, well, I, it was, he almost could, drowns in sadness. No, uh, Quantum was stealing all the water. That's why he that's couldn't true. drown in it. Um, when I was kind of talking about how Silva's character is just really weird in this latter half, mm-hmm. it really comes to uh, a punctuation at, or I guess an exclamation of, uh, at the church mm-hmm. whenever he's just like, who shot you? Like, how are you hurt? Like, yeah. like babying her. And yeah. then it's just like, that was never established before. Like his obsession with her, because it makes sense for revenge that she 
left him basically because and the reason that she states why she left him behind makes perfect sense Um, again dealing with hard impossible decisions mm -hmm. so the the fact that he's just like oh you've been shot like blah 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 and then he's just like let's just do this together you pull the trigger and then it puts his head next to hers and it's just like yeah we'll just commit suicide it's really weird albert finney's just standing there like uh well who the fuck what Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, yeah. That whole just build up to that is just... And then, yeah, because he goes from just a murderer. I guess he's crazy. Ooh, crazy. But mm-hmm. we didn't... We, we got that he was very intelligent and mm-hmm. sort of off kilter Yeah. earlier in the movie, but he was super smart and tactical. Mm-hmm. Had to be, right, to plan all that flawlessly. Mm-hmm. Um... Maybe he took a, a concussion whenever the house exploded next to his face. Who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe he said a change of heart. Yeah, it just it took a turn for like, oh, I'm a wow, I'm crazy guy. Yeah, uh, this is what crazy people. And do. then, what do you think about his death? I could have used more of like an actual brawl between the two. Instead, he just gets a knife thrown in his back, and then he's like, ah. It just takes like a really long time to die and it just falls flat in his face. I was really trying to think about that. If there was any sort of like message that they were trying to send with knife in the back, one bond. last rat standing. I mean, that's yeah. kind of a cool line to say. It is based off the story that we kind of get. Um, if there was any sort of symbolism to bond stabbing him in the back, but I really don't think that there is. It would have, it would have made more sense if, if bond can't, he, they had the guns to the head. And Bond, um, and Bond came in and they were fighting, and then M was the one with the knife and stabs him in the back. Mm-hmm. To where she's the one that deals. And then he could the, have said a line like, uh, "You know, that's twice now," or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two times the charm. Mm-hmm. Double tap. <laughs> All these are classic Bond lines that you're throwing out. I love it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but then we basically have. M's death scene, which it's another woman that he loves, cares about. Mm-hmm. Was it established ever that he really cared about her? Because oh, in I the think. previous, in, in this one, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. In Casino Royale, it was kind of contentious, but I guess technically a lot of time passed between Casino Royale and then Skyfall, like years and years and years and years in canon, I suppose. Maybe that's you never really know a Bond timeline. I just wish they would have shared a actual moment, which is, you know, hard for this Bond because the last person he shared an actual moments with was Vesper, and she ended up, you know. Betraying him and drowning mm-hmm. in an elevator shaft. Yeah, not, not too great. I mean, you do see elements that show M cares for him to where she fudges his test results to say that he passes. Yeah, but she- Why? Because because he's Bond? Because she knows that he's the right person for the job. That kind of deal. Yeah. So, like, you know, it it is a sad moment. It mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't land super heavy. No. But um I don't really think that these movies are designed to be that way. Yeah. True. Cause even Vesper's death Vesper's death is devastating. Yeah. And I think that that's mostly just because you have that build up to it. And She's also, been with you from the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. And yeah. 
and M is a character while is in every movie, you know, is in and out, like basically just assigns a mission and then it's gone. And then we'll do like a mid mission check in. Yeah. Say something witty and that's it. Plumbers say that kind of thing. (laughs) Was it plumbers? Is that a line? I don't know. Wait, you're talking about the, we have people everywhere. Yeah. That's florists. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. Florists say that. Florists are the plumbers of the earth. <laughs> Those are gardeners. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think that works. Farm, whatever. Um, and then we do have that really cool, you know, like we talked about at the beginning of the pod, uh, you know, where Bond returns and Money Penny is at her desk job. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of now set up again, like all these movies do. They kind of reboot every single movie. Well, and there was a lot of speculation, if I remember correctly, that this was going to be his last oh, his bond. Last one. And that's why it set his bond never followed the traditional bond formula and path. Mm-hmm. So that's why they thought that it ended with the traditional bond elements. Okay. Mini Penny, the lovely leather door. It is a nice and, nice pin. And the are you ready for your next mission? We have work to do kind of deal because that's how most bonds start. Yeah. He goes into M's office. They do a little exchange mission movie done. Gotcha. Gotcha. So we, you know, you never really get a bond movie from Daniel Craig. That is a classic formula bond, which I think would be interesting to see, but I just, I don't think that that was anything that he was actually interested in doing. Sure. Sure. Well, that was Skyfall. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that Craig is cool as fuck, mm-hmm. as always. His Bond is amazing. He has cool lines. He looks cool doing everything he does. Um, uh, the visuals are phenomenal. Story, uh, not so much. Villain, not so much. Do you know what the original title of this movie was? Adele Sings a Song. Mm-hmm. It was. How did you know? I'm a genius. Um, the original title was Nothing Is Forever. Also a cool. Mm-hmm. Which I almost like a little bit better than Skyfall, but the Skyfall tie-in being his family home is what really makes that. Yeah. And the sky finally falls upon M, like the consequences of her actions, mm-hmm. and, um, et cetera, et cetera. I think Skyfall's a really cool name, man. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Skyfall. Nothingness Forever is also really cool. Yeah. Well, you got the No Time to Die coming up. Mm-hmm. Which, again, by all accounts, apparently it's amazing. Yeah. All the TV ads tell me that it's really good. Yeah. All the critics that I follow on Twitter say that it's actually phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I am very excited. It's mostly pretty long. Mm-hmm. Which I'm cool with. Mm-hmm. I'm down for a cinematic adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your final thoughts on Skyfall? I mean, overall, I think Skyfall is... Out of the three we've watched so far. Um, it's probably my second favorite. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, Casino Royale is probably my f- most favorite Bond ever. Sure. Just out of all of them. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoy Skyfall. Um, the The visuals of it is fantastic. Like, it's in... It's just a beautiful movie to watch. Mm-hmm. Um and I think most Bond movies will suffer from picking apart like we've kind of done that I don't think any of them really yeah, stand up yeah, to that. they're not like that, poet, that, pieces of poetry. Yeah, that, right? That's not really what they're designed for. Yeah, um, they're designed to 
be cool sports cars like an Aston Martin, mm-hmm. which oh, rest in peace, that beautiful machine. Oh yeah. Getting blown up like that. And I love that the music, the music sting, mm-hmm. like Bond setting up the final exp- bombs in his house and he looks out and his car just gets desolated. The music stops and then he goes, mm-hmm. and it, uh, he looks extra pissed off like revenge has come. Yeah. That's basically like whenever they killed John Wick's dog, but it was his car. That was his it's, moment. It's kind of, it, it brings me back to a line uh, that I thought, I think really sums up the themes of this film really well. Um, uh, kill the past. <laughs> Let it die if, it, if, it, if you have to. Mm-hmm. Kylo Ren. The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. What are your final thoughts on this movie? Uh, same, identical as yours. I, I Kissing you know, Rao is, is flawless in my opinion, mm-hmm. and then Quantum of Solace is kind of an asterisk mm-hmm. by no fault of its own. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I assume that Spectre will go. I only seen Spectre once, so we'll see. I I, I want to go in with a fresh open mind, mm-hmm. a fresh open mind fresh open well it'll almost be like watching it for the first time because i really don't remember it and i've only seen it once i remember there being a uh the uh, christoph waltz is in it i believe mm-hmm. i think there's a, a, a day of the dead opening with a oneer, which i thought was probably pretty cool no that that's what i remember is that oneer. and then i think that he has sex with a, a brand spanking new widow that I thought was odd. Monica Bellucci's in it. That's that's who I'm talking about, actually. Which? Belushi. Belushi? Which I think that she is like a perfect person to be a, a Bond girl. Sure. Because she probably just is one in real life. Who knows? Sure. Um, I, I remember thinking that the way that they used her in the movie was not that great. Yep. That it was more of just a, like it was more for her name than it was for the character that she played. Mm-hmm. She, we'll, we'll find out. She was in um, a Clive Owen movie called Shoot 'Em Up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did yeah. you ever see that? I think I did. Yeah. To where she's. It was uh, when Clive Owen was making movies. Yeah. And she was. Uh, <laughs> Back in 2008. <laughs> she was a, a sex worker of some sorts, I guess, but she would like let people breastfeed on her. Mm hmm. And Clive, Weird movie. And Clive Owen just drank carrots, or not yeah, drank, yeah. he ate carrots constantly, and he was just like this super sharpshooter. I love movies like that because it's so fucking weird yeah, yeah. that you're just like, all right. <laughs> Let's go on a ride. I'm and then, um, oh, God, what's his freaking name from Sideways? and um, Paul Giamatti? Yeah, he's the bad guy in it. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I am like 100% positive I own this movie. <laughs> And probably have watched it once or twice. Yeah. Well, uh, that's it for this Skyfall podcast. <laughs> this is where Let's the podcast. Let's chug the rest of this scotch. Skyfalls. And uh, hope we don't die. Mm-hmm. All right. Cheers, everybody. Uh,